Hi, welcome to Claybrook Chats with Barb. As we sit here in Claybrook and chat, I will introduce you to some of my creative and interesting friends who live in a small community in Northeastern Ohio. Hopefully as we chat, you'll learn something new or educational, maybe humorous, but always positive. My goal is to have you pause at the end and say, wow, I didn't know that. And just maybe you will tell some of your friends and family about it and come back and listen to my next Claybrook chat. Talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to Claybrook Chats. Today, I am excited to welcome Chad Edwards to our East Palestine community. Chad was hired as our new village manager, effective November 1st. I wanted to have a chance to chat with him before he gets all wrapped up in his new job, trying to help us recreate our community. Hi, Chad. I want to thank you for stopping in today to chat with me and for bringing your nice wife, Lisa, along with you. Say hi, Lisa. Hi. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. Me too. Um, So why don't you start by telling us, um, telling our listeners a little bit about your background. And um, I read that you were from Marietta, Ohio. Okay. Yes, I was. And that you left Shinston. That's Mm -hmm. where you were. That's yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's in West Virginia, uh-huh. to come here. Yes. So fill in the blanks. Okay. Um, well, just a little bit about me. I, mean, I was born and raised in Marietta, Ohio. Um, I attended college in Ohio University in Ohio, but for both my uh, undergrad as an in-state resident and then I got my graduate degree, my master's degree as an out-of-state resident when I was in West Virginia. Um, and then, and then I, shortly after, by getting my master's degree, which I was 44 years old when I did that, that was my first city job was Sistersville, West Virginia, which is like Marietta along the Ohio River. Um, I really loved it. I loved my job. I loved the town. I loved the people I worked with and the, and the elected officials I worked with. Um, but um, but I, I branched out. I, I, I did a little stint in Nebraska. Um, didn't like it so much out there. Came back. Um, and, and then Shinston was where, you know, I, I, I took a job and, uh, and I really enjoyed my time there. And I, I got got along well with the community and the council. It was a very good experience. And then what brought me to here, to to East Palestine. Well, that's wonderful. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Um, Before we get into talking a little bit more about you, um, there's always been some mystery about what the city manager's job is. And I've heard from different people. I've been on the, um, the city charter review board a couple times. So I've actually read the agreements and but a lot of people don't quite understand what your role is um so what are your here's some of the questions that they've given me is mm-hmm. like what are your primary duties who do you report to mm-hmm. um what is your relationship to the village council mm-hmm. um who makes what decisions and what authority do you have because in our interview with the mayor candidates we learned that the mayor doesn't have a vote unless right. it's a tie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people make comments that, gee, I didn't know that, mm-hmm. which is one of the things about mm-hmm. my podcast. You're supposed to listen to this and go, huh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how this all fits together? Okay. So a city manager, if you want to think of it in terms of of like a corporation, which, which cities are corporations, right. if you will, um, is it's like the CEO of a company and the, and, and the CEO reports to the stockholders and they, they have a board that, that represents the stockholders. Well, and in the case of a city manager, 
I'm the CEO, the stockholders are the people, and the, the people elect a council who ultimately are in charge. Actually, the people, we, we have a flowchart. The people are at the top of that flowchart, then the council, and then the council hires me. So so I report directly to the city council. Um, and that is a very it's very important for people in my position to be aware of that, uh, that, that we live in a democracy where we have, you know, elected officials. And it's very important that I inform them of what's going on. You know, me as the professional, I need to let them know what's going on in an unbiased manner so that they can make the best decisions that they can. Um, my authority basically extends to running the, the functions of the city, which would be, <clears throat> excuse me, your departments, uh, you know, your police department, um, fire department, street department, uh, utilities, uh, the park, um, you know, day-to-day -day operations. That's what a city manager takes care of. The, the, the city council puts forward the things that they want to see. And it, and it is a team kind of thing. At least I view it as a team kind of thing. And I can say, I can make recommendations to the council. Um, I can say, or I can, you know, if I can get, if, if there's a problem and they task me with finding a solution, then, then, then it's my job to come up with a few alternatives and give them, you know, this, this is the pros of this choice and the cons and, you know, just kind of, and then let them decide, mm -hmm. let them decide how they want to do it. Once they decide that, then it's, then it's up to me regardless of my personal feelings of which was the best choice i it's my duty to do what they want to the, they, what they want to see all right that makes sense to me i worked for a school board yeah so the public elected the school board mm -hmm. members the school board members mm -hmm. hired a treasurer and a superintendent mm -hmm. who said run the school yeah very yeah. similar so, yeah, yeah it's very similar and then okay. yeah a lot of superintendents actually i you know having a lot in common with them mm -hmm. administrator position yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you would in turn work with the, like the school superintendent oh, and the police chief and mm -hmm. the fire chief and all of those oh, people. Absolutely. Yes. Good. Well, I hope that clears that issue up because okay. they didn't quite understand mm -hmm. what you do. I think the uh, city manager gets blamed for a lot of things that maybe they really weren't responsible for just because people don't understand. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you've been here a little over two weeks. Uh -huh. um, what were your first impressions and why did you decide to come here? Well, my first impressions were, I mean, this is, this is home. I mean, I, I did grow up in Ohio, but, but I mean, we're in Appalachia, you know, and, and, and so I, I know I, I felt very welcomed here the way I would feel in, in a town in West Virginia or even in my own hometown. So, you know, this is for lack of a better term, my world is what I'm used to. And, and I, the culture is, is where I grew up. And, so, you know, I felt very good coming here. It was a good feeling and then met some good people and people that I can relate to. And, and that that means all the difference in the world when you're coming into a new situation, a new town. Um, what caught my attention about it is be, um, I'm very intuitive, intuitive to, if that's the right word, um, to city issues everywhere. I mean, even, even, even across seas. I mean, if there's something going on with the city, I'm always, I'm very interested. And, and if there's any way that I can help, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm available. I can't make myself available to Norway, but, you know, but at the same time, but when, when the, when the train derailment happened in East Palestine, I was very concerned and very, you know, I followed it very closely um, because it's a, it's a municipality. And, and at the time I wasn't clear if, if there was a city manager here not all cities have city managers, so I wasn't sure of that. Um, and then it just so happened that they were looking for a candidate, and uh, 
um, a hiring firm contacted me and uh, I was intrigued. And so, you know, and, I, and, and so I really came here because I want to use what talents and skills that I've, I've, I've collected over the years in my profession to help the people here. And to, I take being a public servant very seriously. I wouldn't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard some people saying, well, I don't know why anybody would want to come here mm-hmm. to fill that position. And I went, are you crazy? I said, if I were a certified city manager and I were younger, I would have jumped at that yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Where off, how often do you get an opportunity to rebuild a community? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the things that were happening and the future that we have in front of us. Yes. What an opportunity. It's yes. exciting. And, yeah. and something too, that I can bring to the table and I've brought to the table in other places that I've worked, you know, I'm, I'm, because I'm new to the situation, I'm not biased towards any particular viewpoint. So hopefully I can help, you know, the, the, uh, bring people together, you know, because that's, that's the only way really to, to make a city successful is to, you can't have everybody on the same page, but as many people as possible, nobody, nobody should be ignored. Well, since you obviously have some experience in this, tell me about one of your successes or something that you have implemented uh, in another place and that when you think about it, it makes you smile. Um, Well, there are several things. Um, One of the things that uh, one of the situations I was in was when I was in Sistersville, West Virginia. Um, We had uh, the, the hospital was owned by the city. And we had uh, the, the, the hospital was struggling and we were in the process of trying to find a private entity to take over for the hospital. And, and in, in the process of that, the, their, their money situation was so bad, they lost their insurance. Well, since they were actually a uh, city owned facility, you know, the mayor and I talked and I said, there's no reason that we can't bring them on to the public employee insurance agency. Um, and we did that and it was a very long and hard, I mean, we, I had to do a little bit of battle with some of the state legislators and, um, the governor got involved at the time was Ray Tomlin, but I, but in the end that the hospital did not, uh, the hospital employees did not lose insurance. We, we, we got it done in time for them, for our insurance to pick up where their insurance ended. So nobody missed coverage. And so. You know, and that, that was a big deal to me. And, and that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I just committed a whole lot of time to making sure that we got that situation resolved because I had a lot of friends of mine were at the hospital. My wife works at the hospital. <laughs> Lisa's <laughs> I, smiling here. <laughs> and, you know, and of course her friends are my friends. And so, but, but nevertheless, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing to it's rip, rip health insurance away from It's a big people. success story. Yes, indeed. Yes. So. So I'm yeah. very, I'm very proud of that. It still makes me happy. Yeah. Still. And you're smiling too. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Everybody should have something in your, their job that makes them smile and go, yeah, I really nailed that one. You know? <laughs> yeah. So obviously we have a lot of issues here that are going to need some attention. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see as the most important thing um, that you're going to have to start working on? Well, right now, in my opinion, we, we really need to focus on economic development. Uh, I mean, the, the, the eyes of the world, if you will, are on East Palestine right now. So this would be a really good time to start decorating the storefront, you know, and trying to bring new people, new people here to live, new people here to do business and open businesses. So it's, it's going to be a long process. And I do have some experience with that. Um, I, when I left Shenston, I was, it was, I was proud to say that people were telling me that, uh, 
um, that I, that it was a better, it, that I left it better than I found it. I mean, the, a lot of people were telling me that and it made me feel really good. Um, and, and, and that's, but that's one area that I want to focus on. You know, we, we need to deal with some dilapidated structures, some things we need to clean up. And it's been my experience in other, other places that once you start doing that, people will get on board and they'll, they'll buy in. Mm-hmm. You know, you just sometimes you need somebody to take the lead. And then that's where I see the city's role um, in economic development. There are a lot of other things, too, that go with economic development. I mean, you have to have good water lines, good sewer lines, good storm drains. I mean, people don't want to buy a house if it's going to flood, you know. So so all of these things tie into what to an economic development package. And that's what I plan on spending a couple, well, perhaps my whole time. But, but, <laughs> but it, it, that's what I plan on spending a lot of my time trying to develop. Well, and some of those things are happening, you mm-hmm. know, with the new water mm-hmm. lines that are being put in and and the new water treatment plant things that we've got. We have a lot of good things going in our favor right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then, like I said, the fact that, that we're being, you know, that the, that the spotlight is on, you know, let's keep it going and let's, you know, keep um, it's my experience with infrastructure that that's never finished. So you just keep rolling and, you know, and I'm, and then I'm happy. And there definitely has been, there have been some very positive things going on prior to my coming here, which was also help, yeah. help bring me here. You know, it's a, I yeah. like keep that going. And we have the snowflake festival yeah. coming up. They, they're, they're doing excellent with their advertising mm-hmm. I think and, so. the, and the things they have planned for that coming up. That's yeah. a very positive thing. Excited. Uh, a little on the sideline lines, um, I read about you taking down the gate and the sign telling the people they needed an appointment to see the city manager in Sistersville. Are you still that much of an open door policy person? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Unfortunately, I can't I can't be available all the time, but but my door is always open. If I'm available and I'm and, and, and I will be meet with anybody. Um, this the story in Sistersville, when I first arrived there, there was a gate up that said no entry. And, and I just, it just wasn't very welcoming and, you know, and sometimes, and I won't throw any stones at anybody, but, you know, sometimes you, when you're in public government, you lose sight of the fact that, you know, this, this building belongs to the people who pay taxes and pay, fee, and pay fees. So, I mean, that was one of the first things I did. The mayor came in a few days later and he pointed and where the gate was and just kind of looked at me and I said, Hey, I said, it's, if I can't see people, I'll let them know. I mean, you know, but, but I'm not going to, that, that's not going to be their first impression because I'd be more than willing to talk to anybody. Um, it's, I think it's important. As yeah, a public I school. think so too. Yeah. yeah. And just to see you around town yeah. and, and to pop in at things and stop at the restaurant and say hi yeah. and go to meetings and be visible. Yeah. I mean, that's all that people want to do is yeah. to see you out there and they can identify mm-hmm. that, you know, if, even if they don't know very much about you, they go, Hey, that's that's that guy. That's that guy we hired. Can't remember his name, but that's that guy. So. Well, and I love people. So, I mean, I enjoy people's company. I enjoy hearing their stories. And so, I mean, it it, I, I, it kind of fits like a glove, this job and, and public service. You seem very comfortable with it. Yes. So. yes. so according to my research, Shinston is about half the size of East Palestine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So have you picked up any similarities or differences between East Palestine and Shinston? Uh, do you have any policies or plans to help with the business development? Um, you know, what are some ideas that you have to attract homeowners, mm-hmm. uh, attract new homeowners? Mm-hmm. 
Well, there are several things, and I can't quite get into the weeds and details because, you know, a lot of it is very contingent upon other other governmental entities. But, but I mean, there are, you know, there are several types of um, incentives to, to bring people into town. Um, I think that one of the really important things if you want new residents is to provide anemones. Um, and when I, when I say anemones, you know, like entertainment, things, things for people to do, things for children to do, things for, for senior citizens to do, things that, that will make this home for people, something that, they, that there's always something going on that people can be involved in. And, and that, that to me is an important thing for um, a potential residence. Uh, residential city, you know, and, and, and I spent a lot of time with that in Shinston and, uh, and we'll be developing similar, similar types of things here in East Palestine based on the, the needs and, um, the, what's going on here already, you know, no need to reinvent the wheel in some situations, but, but I hope to add to that and make it, uh, a little more, um, just more, more to it. Um, and then, and then business, same kind of thing. I mean, there's always tax incentives and that's the same thing with residents and, but, but you know that you have to work with that very carefully because I, in my opinion you you go with a tax incentive those usually are great ways to bring people in but you can't forget the people who've been here mm-hmm. and you've got to you've got to counterbalance that with a now some of it is counterbalanced by the more business we have in town the more shopping we have the more people coming in it's it's going to help bring the businesses up um my dad is a grocery store manager, so I know a little bit about that. I remember a dollar store going in across the street from his grocery store. And um, people, oh, your dad's probably scared to death about that. And, and no, dad was thrilled. He said, you know, more stuff up here, the more people are going to come up here, the mm-hmm. more people are going to come in that door. And uh, I kind of view that the same way when it comes to cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it was kind of interesting whenever after the train wreck, the train incident, I want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of traffic in town. Mm-hmm. And I joked about it, but I said, I used to be able to walk across the street and I didn't even have to look either way. Now you had to, there were so many white mm-hmm. vehicles there mm-hmm. because everybody had rental things mm-hmm. that were white. I said, I got white truck phobia. And now you had to start looking both ways before you crossed the street that it, it brought in that much that many people and that mm-hmm. much activity. So, yeah. um, so I agree with, with, you know, needing to develop yeah. the downtown areas yeah. and, and there are a lot of things going on mm-hmm. and I'm busy all the time, yeah. but I don't understand how we're going to try to get that word out to more people mm-hmm. because those people are saying there's nothing to do here. And there is, there's a lot of stuff to do here. And well, and that is important. Very important. I'm glad you brought that up because we do need to get the positive out there. You know, when I, when I came here, you can imagine some of the things I was hearing, you know, you can't drink the water. Well, yes, you can drink the water, you know, that type of, you know, and so we need to get that out to the public and we are working with, you know, there is a program that was placed in effect before I came that I'm thrilled to be part of where we're going to start trying to get that message out through commercials, through, through social media and, and advertising, you know, we really do need for people to understand that this is a wonderful place to live. It really is. It's just good people, good community. It's safe. We have great public employees. We have a great police department, a great fire department. Um, it's just a wonderful place to live and we need to get that out to everybody. And we have a 
one podcast or two. Yeah, and one <laughs> podcast, absolutely. And this is my first city I've worked in with a podcast. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, I didn't intend to go that route, but here I am. So. Good, it's great. So have you set, uh, I know that you, you don't know a whole lot about what's going on yet, but have you set any goals for yourself personally of, you know, by the time I've got six months in, I want to have accomplished this or. Um, I, I, I don't want to mislead anybody and say that I've really gotten that far yet, uh-huh. but I would like to see <clears throat> population increase. And I don't really have a time frame on that, but, but I would like to see East Palestine go back to a city status. So that would open up a lot more benefits and a lot more. So, you know, I, I don't, I, that's going to take longer than a year and definitely longer than six months. But, but I mean, I, I would say that the measurements will be along those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, how many businesses, I mean, we will do an evaluation in six months, you know, what have we accomplished? And the answer might be, well, we haven't had any new businesses, but you know, what things, you know, how many inquiries have we had? Because, because I mean, everything, it matters. You know, and, and, and if we've had an inquiry, I used to get in, in, uh, in the other cities I worked in, I would get phone calls from people in Cincinnati and places around the, around the area that uh, would pick up a uh, property that they saw online and they'd ask me questions about it. And in my opinion, it's my duty at that point to try to sell it, mm-hmm. bring, those, bring those folks to town. Well, and I see a lot of houses are for sale, mm-hmm. but I see a lot of houses are being bought. Yeah, that's right. So things are happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so and as somebody who's looking for a house, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the housing market here is is good. I mean, and, and other, well, I mean, it's it's not as easy to find a house here, and that's a good problem to have for a city mm-hmm. um, versus having a lot of empty houses that nobody, you know. Yeah. But I expect that. I mean, once we start kicking in economic development, I expect that to grow. I, you know, I, I I do. I really think it will happen good. based on my experiences in the past. Good. Hey, I agree. I, I'm I've been here my whole life, so I'm not going anywhere and I'm happy. So but um, well, I'm going to put Lisa on the spot. Yes, Do you have anything that you want to add? Um, I'm looking forward to moving here and yeah, I'm excited about the adventure. Good. That's good. <laughs> and I didn't even have to say Lisa talk louder. No, <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to tell us any stories about or anything? Oh, I could. <laughs> when you were talking about activities and everything, uh-huh. I was just scrolling through Facebook a while uh-huh. ago. Have you ever heard of a lawnmower poker run? No. I I haven't either. Hmm. But wouldn't that be interesting? Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> there, there, there's a movie. I, I think it was a movie, maybe 10, 15 years ago, about a gentleman that that he went. To, he was going to see his brother. And he couldn't drive. He had had a stroke. And so they took his license away. And that's what he did. He drove, he took his riding lawnmower. And I think he drove from California, I believe, somewhere <laughs> in Kansas. I mean, he, and then the movie was about his adventures on the way. I, I wish I remember, if I remember the name of that. I'll bring it to you. But um, Street. all Street Story. Street that, that, that Story. Was yes. Street Story. It was a Disney. Yeah. 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 But I, I caught that caught my eye whenever <laughs> we were talking and, and it got stuck in my head. And I thought, I wonder if that really is something that we could possibly do around town. I mean, you got a bunch of old ladies over there dancing Mm -hmm. to Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, right on. For Christmas. Right on. Or not for Christmas, but for Halloween. Yes. So anything is possible here in town. Absolutely. I I mean, there is nothing. And that's something I would encourage the public. If anybody has an idea like that, please bring it to me. 
because there and 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 remember there isn't anything too ridiculous or too too large. I mean, you know, everything can be scaled. You know, anything can be done. It's a matter of money. It's a matter of time. But it, it there's nothing. Nothing's impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can do anything. And and those kinds of and I hate to use this expression, but outside the box kinds of things. Those are the kinds of things that that make the character of a community, like the thriller dance. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and even having a podcast, I think that's great too. I think the cities I've served in the past would would do well because you know communication is very important. And I think a lot of people don't see what cities do, and it's it's very directly impactful on people's lives. Yeah, and this is just us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. Listening, it's just focusing on sure. just our community. So, but I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. So, Good. if you got a minute, stop in the city building, and at least I. If I'm not in a meeting or, you know, busy with something, I'd be more than happy to meet you. Oh, very good. Well, welcome to East Palestine. Thank you. I'm Thank glad you. you took the time to uh, stop by and Absolutely. chat a little bit. And I hope you come back. I'd love to. Uh, I'd we'll love do to. periodic updates. Sure. I'd love to. Anytime. What I'd we love need to. to let everybody know about Absolutely. because, you know, most of the people that listen are of the older generation. Uh-huh. So we're trying to kind of get them together so that they are better educated and more aware of what's going on in our town. I'm thrilled to be here and I'd love to come back. Yay. And go Bulldogs. Yes, go Bulldogs. Thank you, Chad and Lisa, for taking time to chat with me today. I really hope you both grow to love East Palestine as much as we do. And I wish you a successful career here as the village manager. Thank you for listening and be sure to check back next Tuesday for another exciting and stimulating Claybrook chat with Barb. Happy trails to you until we meet again.